going to do something a little different uh, than I usually do, uh, which hopefully means a good homily. Uh, but thank you. Uh, but I, I have a picture, uh, and I, I'm going to show it over here because the way we've set it up, you might not be able to see. Um, and for the rest of you, this is a picture I took a few years ago. And I, I don't know if you can tell what it is. Uh, it's a dark picture, um, and it might be unclear to you as to what is that. Uh, what is it a picture of? It's a picture of that window, or where the window was going to be uh, a few years ago. Yeah, it was, uh, I think March, I'm really bad at the passage of time, but I think it was March, and uh, we had tore down the old section of the church, and we had started construction, and they were putting all the bricks up here, as, as hopefully you can kind of tell, and then uh, everything stopped. Everything stopped. They, uh, uh, the governor declared uh, a quarantine, and everything stopped. And it wasn't just that the building project stopped. The whole thing stopped. But death didn't stop. Sickness didn't stop. Desperation and sorrow didn't. And it, as a priest, it was, uh, well, for all of us, it was a hard time. But what was killing me was all the things we couldn't do. Uh, and and I, I was so frustrated, right? At this point, we were trying to figure out how to minister to dying people because hospitals wouldn't let us in. And there were times, I'm not kidding, I took a stepladder and a bullhorn. And if they were on the third floor or down, I could beller and I could get close. I could read scripture and shout prayers. Poor God. Yeah, I think he got a headache. Uh, you may remember we processed through neighborhoods with the Blessed Sacrament. Anything we could do to say, you're not alone. But a lot of people died alone. And a lot of families had to deal with uh, not being there with their mom or their dad. And the rules were so unevenly applied, it only made it worse. And, and I was really struggling. And every night since we started building this, I would walk around the, the whatever this was and uh, pray, right? Uh, Jesus, help us, right? Help this to be your house when we're done and help us to be patient until we get there. And I was walking by this wall and I hated it, right? It was just this pile of bricks all set up with holes in it for the walls and again, just stopped. And I stopped and right at that moment, our bell tower, which was dark for some reason, the light went on. You can see it, I, I hope. And I was like, okay, <laughs> now the Lord's just showing off. Yeah, I mean, come on. And I, I really did sit and pray in that moment, and I took a picture of it because it was so important to me. Um, and what I want us to do today is to know that that became this. Yeah? That became this. And it took years. It, it was, I remember when they started, oh, this will be a good nine-month job. And nine months was cute. Yeah, we, we had to wait nine months. But that became this.
And this will become even more, like someday our organ pipes will be up here. You know, we've got a reliquary coming here. We, we're not done, but we've been praying Mass here now since December, two Decembers ago. Huh? And in that two years, so many times, I don't know how many, uh, we've brought caskets here and we cried together and prayed that God would strengthen our hope in the resurrection. We uh, brought little squeakers and, and some adults back there and consecrated them to the Lord. Uh, I'll bet you a hundred, I don't know, probably more. We had couples come up and declare right here uh, a covenant in God together. Right? Dozens of them. And every day, more than once a day, we've celebrated the Last Supper. We entered the Last Supper together hundreds and hundreds of times. Slowly but, uh, slowly but something or other, we're filling this church with blessed memory and with blessed presence. And who would have thought, like at that point, I couldn't see this one. The last two weeks... In our second reading, John tries to describe what Jesus showed him. And last week, Jesus showed him a glimpse of what heaven will be like. You remember this? With the palm branches? You remember me talking about that? No? Okay. It was good. You missed it. Uh, I know the whole idea that the Jews still do this. Once a year, they get together, and when they celebrate that they're not wandering in the desert anymore, uh, they get real quiet and they take palm branches and shake them and it sounds just like rain. And the, the whole image is that they're saying, we don't have to pray for rain anymore. And they celebrate that. And John said that's what people in heaven do. That they sit there and go, we don't have to pray for rain anymore. And then in today's second reading, John tells us about how at the end... God is more geeked out than you or I could ever be. Saying to everyone in heaven, you're home. You're home now. It's safe here. No more tears. No more sorrow. And what? I love, love, love. Ready? I make everything new. This is what we call hope. Hope isn't this thought that maybe things will get better. Hope is an anchor that God puts in our heart that says when it looks like this picture, we have to remember it's going to look like this. And I find that helpful in my personal life when I'm trying to deal with my own sin, my own struggles, my own problems. And I'm down to one sin. I feel pretty good about that. Um, it's self-deception. Um, no, uh, we, we, we wrestle with it, right? We, we go to confession and we mean it. Lord, I'm sorry. I really want to stop. And then we're there two weeks later going, um, Lord, I'm sorry. I really want to stop. And we sit there and we stare at this half done wall, but we got to remember he's one. We have to. That it might be here. Or it might be in heaven, but there will be a day we don't have to worry about that sin anymore. And maybe uh, for me lately in particular, it's the country, huh? Feels like we lost our minds, like for a long time now. And now we're calling what is 
not normal, normal, right? We've actually gotten so out there that what we call normal, 10 years ago, we would have said, this is psychotic. And I worry, because we all got comfortable with it somehow. But I got to remember that I'm looking at that. But there is a finished product in the kingdom of heaven. And good Lord, don't get me started about the church. I mean, dear Lord, they let me in, you know. But over and over, I am astounded at our inability to get it right. At the success of wicked people in a place that's supposed to be about holiness. And I don't know what to do with that except think, well, that's that picture. There's a finished product. And it's coming. And until that comes, I better be merciful. Because if I want a perfect church, I have to leave it first. It's not about a perfect church, a perfect country, a perfect me. It's not going to be those things till heaven. But until then, I'm going to strive for it. I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to try to let Jesus show me the finished product. C.S. Lewis wrote a lot about this in his book, The Weight of Glory, which is actually a quote from our second reading. Where'd our second reading go? He was taken up into the heavens. Oh, there he is. All right. In our second reading, that's what John talks about. That when he saw heaven, he was astounded, quote, by the weight of glory. What is he talking about? He's saying in heaven, it's so beautiful that it's soul crushing. C.S. Lewis said, if we ever looked at ourselves and saw just for a second what God sees when he looks at us, we'd try to worship ourselves. We are beautiful to our Lord. He can see the finished product. And slowly but surely, he will show it to you and I if we engage the process faithfully. I will grow in prayer. I will grow in self-awareness. I will ask God to heal me of my affection for sin. And in that, you and I who get tired of staring at the half-done, abandoned work wall will see just a hint of what's coming. This is what hope is. It's not a benign thought that it might get better. It is an abject conviction that it's done. We're just running out the clock with all our heart. So if you're discouraged today with you, with the church, with the country, with others, remember that's just one picture. And God sees the whole thing. He sees what is to come because he is what is to come. And until that day, we're going to be merciful. We're going to be patient. We're going to be joyful. And we're going to be relentless in pursuing God and remembering his wonderful words. Behold, I make everything new. Amen? Amen. Okay.